Welcome to Fuji Love. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series and GFX cameras, but more importantly, it's about the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, whether it's news, interviews, and so much more, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And now, on with the show. My guest this week is Jay Ybarra. Jay is a portrait and street photographer in the Austin area of Texas. Uh, I don't know why I just said it like that <laughs> in Austin, Texas. <laughs> Jay is an amazing photographer. He is an official ex-creator. Man, it is good to finally have you on the show. Knock on wood, we get this recording <laughs> right this time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a little little uh, more professionally set up this time. Last time I was using my uh, Xbox headset, and some reason that didn't want to stay connected. No worries, man. Uh, between the the freezing apocalypse that we had, uh, mm-hmm. between scheduling conflicts, we finally made it. And, and knock on wood, I have all my. I got the salt here. I got the horseshoe. And, <laughs> Uh, my lucky camera, my XC4, right next to me. So we're 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 okay. I think we're in good hands. Nice. You said the XE4. Uh, yep, my, my XC4. I have it all decked out in its leather case, so it's uh, it's it's styling right now, and it's uh, just relaxing. Um, nice. Yeah, I think that one's fairly elusive right now too. I don't actually. I haven't looked looking for it, but yeah, they're all on back order right now. Yeah, the, the, I I just noticed that some somebody pointed it out to me. One of our listeners said that the XE4 is now uh, among the missing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's crazy with Fuji right now. I am still yeah. waiting for the XT5 to come back on the market. It, it is uh, now that I'm ready to buy it. It, it is it is just gone. <laughs> Yeah, there was a uh, a shop here locally. They were like, uh, "We have XT five in stock, but it's only silver. If you want it," and I'm like, "I don't like. It looks great, but I feel like I'm. I, I like all the lenses to match and everything. So I went with the black one. So I waited a little longer just to grab that. But it's a great camera. I've been using it pretty much every day at this point. At this point, I don't care which one I get. Just yeah, first one in the door is the first one that's coming out the door. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, luckily I still had the X, uh, the XH2 in the meantime, so I wasn't like, you know, really needing a new camera right away anyway. Yeah, but, uh, I was like, yeah, I'll wait a little bit. I'm sure it'll be in stock at some point. It's not that urgent right now. So, with your uh, street photography, the the portraiture work, um, what are you using primarily as your cameras? Uh, what, what what's your setup right now? Um, so like prior to the X-T5, I did have the X-T3, but I was using the X-Pro3 a little more often. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it was mostly the screens um, on the uh, from the X-T3 to the X-Pro3. There's, there's like a, I believe it's OLED on the X-Pro3. So like looking back at the LCD, I was like, I can't, this doesn't look right to me. Um, but I mean, you still be getting the same photos. It just, in my head, I was like, I, this does, it's not working, you know? Um, yeah. it's not looking how, how I'm 
envisioning it and I know how it would, should look, uh, considering I have like the, you know, the X, uh, 100V also and the X Pro 3. So I was kind of like in between those, knowing what my color should look like. <laughs> and then, uh, I take out the XC3, uh, every now and then I'd be like, wait, this doesn't look like it's not matching the colors. I don't know what's going on, but I'm pretty sure that was the only reason why. I didn't know that the X Pro 3 had OLED. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. If not, it's just more saturated. I, I can double check on that. Uh, let me see. I want to say that that's the case. Um, but at any rate, it was coming in a little bit. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a, you said. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, uh, maybe it is just an LCD, but uh, yeah, w- whatever it is, it's just m- so much more saturated than the XT3. At, at least, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that was an issue with just me. Maybe, I don't, but even like the settings were a little different. So I was used to XT3 prior to getting the X Pro. Yep. But then w- once I did get it, I was like, oh wait, like this looks so much different than I just wanted the the way the new one looked, and uh, I just couldn't. You know, if it felt weird, just kind of going back to the older one. Yeah, yeah. Not, not to not to like deter anyone that wants to go back to the older ones because they're still great cameras. But just in comparison to like having other cameras, that that one would kind of kind of jarring. You know what I did notice about the X Pro Three LCD screen is that it doesn't get the same wear and tear as uh, a regular LCD screen because you can hide it. You can yeah. protect it more. It doesn't get the forehead grease or yeah. doesn't rub right. up yeah. like that. So you definitely um, get on the on the little back screen though. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, that back little tiny back screen is just a e ink thing that I really yeah. don't like. I put um I put a screen protector on that though, just to kinda for my peace of mind, because I'd be not that I, I have an issue with like scratches on there. I'm just like, if I can avoid it, I, I'll just put something on there and it's out of sight, out of mind. And it's, I know yeah. it's good. Um, right I'm, I'm even considering doing it on like my XT uh, five, just so I have it there. The little uh, glass screen protectors just to, just to have it on there. It doesn't hurt to have it. It's, yeah. it doesn't do anything to the image quality. Yeah, I've I've learned from like uh, you know portable gaming just to throw one on there. You never know. Yeah. Um, Do you prefer the form factor uh, the the X Pro form factor over the XT body for like for for doing your your work or or is it the other way around? Um, it's hard to say. I, I think I used the X Pro three more just because that, that's. Uh, you know, the screen difference, um, honestly, it was definitely more impractical because I would, you know, I would take it to events and I'd be there with that screen, like flip down, uh, yeah. you know, to get like, you know, crowd shots and stuff. Um, I don't know. The X pro three is very unique as far as like what you, you're going to use it for. I, I'd say like, if I'm going to be traveling, I'd say I'd probably use that one a little more than the XT five. Yep. Uh, the XT five is more my, um, you know, my everyday kind of, uh, portrait, uh, event type camera. I'll use that for pretty much everything else. 
uh, and I've left the X Pro and the uh, X 100 V for more personal work. Not to say that it can't hold up because I've, I've taken uh, my X 100 V out and like done portraits with it. And if you go through my feed, I bet you would not like be able to tell the difference which camera I used. Yeah. But I just like having the small camera with me, like no matter what, um, especially like on trips, I don't need to carry uh, as much. So I'll even take the, uh, the lens converters as well to kind of make up for not having this many lenses. And those are, have such a small footprint. It doesn't really um, take up too much space in the bag. I can still take a small bag. And with the, with the camera bodies, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the small footprint is, is definitely going to be such a, you're able to move easily. You're able to, um, plan easy. Um, when it comes to street photography and especially that, that combination of street photography and portrait work, um, uh, th- there is, uh, every photographer has their own like way of bringing that to life. What in your, in your mind and in your eyes, what is the key to making a really good portraiture uh, out in an urban setting? Uh, I mean, my biggest thing is like the, um, I, I have friends who say that I'm more of a, of a, um, architect photographer because I, yeah. I, I really, uh, really kind of think about what the framing and what's going on. And then I'm just adding a person in there. Um, you know, like, like there's I a lot of uh, in the use of your lines. Like you have, uh, a lot in your, um, website, you have a lot of, uh, symmetry happening and you have a lot of, uh, leading lines that are just drawing you to one place or another within the photo. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I can see that that is uh, it's really pretty. And it, it is also just making your eyes go to a, a certain section. Right. Yeah. So like, for instance, there's one on my, um, on my uh, website where uh, it has a girl, she has a, the big Afro, she has, she's just against a brick wall and that was kind of like an ugly wall but i figured if we kind of like turn her towards the corner we have two different kind of uh we have two textures and then it's also the the bricks leading towards her and so so it's not just flat you know it's adding a little dimension um you know i kind of like the minimalist uh approach to that where i'm just you know it's just a wall it could be the ugliest looking corner i in that um you know, in that entire uh, building. And I just kind of tried to make it look interesting um, instead of just going like flat wall. Cause I've definitely done that and ha- had good photos there, but I feel like if I can make the background as important looking as the, the person in the front of it, then I'd like to make that happen if I can. And you definitely did, especially with that one where you're absolutely right. Like brick is, Sometimes the it's just so difficult to work with. I find that brick and siding is, is the mm-hmm. is the two worst things to uh, photograph. One because if if you make it too symmetrical, 
that then it, just any kind of crooked line will, will, will be such an eyesore. And, <laughs> and then siding, I don't think, ever looks good in any kind of photo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If you, if you can try to make it like at an angle and have that little more dimension, I feel like it always uh, helps out a lot. Um, I mean, anything else where I can frame a person in the environment is always, is always nice to, to do if I can. Um, I think even like, you know, when, when I travel, I do more, I feel like I lean more into the street photography where I'm taking photos of, uh, you know, actual skylines and bridge, like wherever I happen to be, I'm kind of doing the same kind of, uh, angles, I guess. Uh, just imagine a person not there. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like if you go look at like my, um, like my street photography, you could probably envision the person somewhere in there still. Yep. Um, you know, maybe, maybe the, the exact uh, moment that I took them in might've not been as, or the, the moment that I took those, uh, the, uh, street photography pictures with the skylines or whatever, uh, maybe how I exposed for them was a little different than if I was taking them of a person, but I feel like you could envision, um, like there's another one where I have like a photo of the skyline and there's like leaves in the foreground. I feel like even yeah. that one, I, I could put like someone's silhouette in the, in the foreground or something like that. Um, you know, replace it with the leaves with like a person looking out into the sky or something like that. What are your, um, what are your, some of your favorite places to uh, photograph? Like ideally, like, wh- where where do you draw the most inspiration from? Whether it's for uh, photographing people or or photographing uh, different settings. Um. So. If I'm if I'm if I have this option, I'd like to be traveling all the time. Um, if I'm just going to be like you know, let's go take portraits, meet me here. I'm usually on like East Austin. That's where most of uh, the old buildings are. You know, this the the sun in the in the evening is really hitting the the east um, really well. You know, you see all the the. But it is getting real gentrified over there, so you're kind of getting like new modern buildings, and it's it's kind of losing its uh, uniqueness. I feel like, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I really like just that area. It still feels like older Austin, um, and still, you know, it's it's different. It has, it has a little bit of uniqueness that's not um, that you don't see anywhere else. Like. You know, uh, Austin is very still like, like, you know, the, the, the rich side is over here on the West and then the East is like very, uh, at one point low income kind of small houses kind of like at this point, they're more, they're more worn down. So you're getting like a bunch of textures and stuff like that. Um, but I do like enjoy just neighborhoods and stuff, you know, like, Stuff you just kind of pass by, the lights hitting perfectly over there. Um, yeah, you know, I I don't mind down like downtown here, but you're always just kind of like hit or miss because you're getting covered by the uh, the shadows of the buildings. Um, when I feel like you're in a unique position, you're. Yeah. I mean, 
in a very short amount of time, Austin became like a geek capital, uh, a movie capital. Um, uh, God knows how many tech industries now are are looking at at it. And now you're looking at a a lot of the, um, the, the small time like podcasters and uh, YouTube personalities and Mm -hmm. and Joe Rogan and, (laughs) Um, yeah. uh, all, it, it has become kind of a, a, a mecca of all things. Um, th- there, there are so many different genres that are now picking Austin as, as their central hub for, for uh, of being really. Why, why do you think that is? What made, what do you, because you live there, what, what do you feel that made, Austin, like the bullseye for uh, um, a lot of places, uh, uh, the, the, these genres. Yeah, um, I don't, I, I, I couldn't tell you exactly. I mean, it's definitely like the festivals, the music. Although it's lost, like a lot of that. Um, you know, I think a lot of people come for like some like South by Southwest and see how like different it is, how like diverse it feels when stuff like that is going on. And then they don't see how it is when they actually leave. Uh, so it's, I think that that's like a big part of it. What I've heard, like people being like, oh, Austin's so diverse or, uh, you know, there's so much to do all the time. And yeah, like, I feel like Austin is one of the places where I can be and it feels like you can always go somewhere pretty late. Um, you know, I've gone traveling and stuff's like closed by eight, even in big cities. Um I mean, maybe not like New York kind of uh, late, but you know, um, I've gone like West and been, there's, I don't feel like I have much to do at, uh, after say like nine or 10. Yeah, I um, totally hear you there. Uh, but you, there, there's something that you can always do here. It's just not, uh, I don't know. It, it's a very interesting place that, they, that everyone just decided to, come to <laughs> it uh like it seemed like when i moved here i moved here about uh 20 years ago at this point and i'd say it felt like really small t- towny but i don't know it's just grown so fast i don't know what kind of uh made that like what made that kind of just happen all of a sudden like uh, the highways all that stuff is definitely not ready for all these people out here <laughs> forever um, growing. Yeah. Yeah. There's i I'm looking at a skyline photo of my, of a uh, downtown right now. And I want to say that was like maybe two, three years ago. And there's like so many buildings uh, missing from that skyline uh, as compared to now. It's uh it's crazy. It's just fast. All of a sudden, yeah. like you, you get used to us, uh, how the skyline looks. And then all of a sudden there's a new building, uh, in in the skyline next time you look how do you feel that changed your photography if it if it did change your 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 either your perception or your style what what do you think that the change in the city did to uh to inspire your work Um, one way or the other i think like 
when I when I kind of got more into like uh, portraiture, I think like I I, I saw like kind of more who was um, you know kind of like I had to say more like typical blonde kind of model. I was like I'm not gonna like lean into that. I've seen like a lot of uh, people here or models like that kind of move around outside Austin. I was like, I don't really want like the model look. I want to be people. I want people. I want people who are living here, people who are, you know, have struggling to afford living here, stuff like that. And I just want, um, I want to showcase that rather than the high end model type stuff. If I'm going to be taking portraits, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't something real something with more. yeah something that really shows my experience with Austin because my experience is never just like you know people who have had money and moved here because they had they could afford it it's people who um, who've you know struggled with wanting to be here and have difficulties kind of uh, kind of making their their space here without you know, working like all the time or whatever it may be. And it's, it's, I'd say it's getting better if you're like a creative, uh, definitely more work coming here. Say artists, you know, all these tech industries are definitely looking for local artists to show that they are working with the local communities and stuff, which is just good. But, um, you know, that's not, that's not everybody. Um, you know, there's still people working their nine to five that are still trying to make it and, I would like to highlight them in some kind of way, even if it's not all my work, you know? Yeah. And um, oh, go let's, ahead, uh, no, 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 go on. Um, if you want, yeah, to. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think of like how in, uh, specifically it may have, um, I want to say in a way, like a lot of my stuff is also kind of documenting how, things are changing. So like if you were to just uh, see like any of the stuff I take in neighborhoods, um, you could see how, um, you know, some there's just like even houses here that are kind of unique to the area and Austin in general. Um, and they're, they're very small houses and they're just going like those, that property uh, values just going like skyrocketing. Uh, but you know, I'm, I, I guess I say that to say that I'm, I'm, uh, how do I phrase this? But, um, but you're documenting the, the, the change. You're, the right. things are getting, uh, I don't know if, uh, absorbed into what is being forced on these communities, uh, something that is, uh, you're documenting how things were uh, yeah. in, in your portraiture. And then, you know, down the line, you know, that same setting where it looks familiar, but it is mm-hmm. now, you, you know, the, like a, a, a restaurant or, uh, or, right. or condominiums or, or, or something along that lines, you know, it, that that changes right. happened and and you're you can reflect that change in uh in, in the way your model is presenting themselves in the 
in, in the photo. Right. I, I think like a lot of, in a lot of ways, people think Austin still is like a small town too. Um, like uh, I've heard like Kevin Smith talk about how he saw uh, Slacker when he first st- started getting into directing movies. And that was like, it looked like a small town. And for some reason I feel like movies don't, um, they don't show Austin for what it really is. Like they, like um, even the last of us, they start in Austin that first episode yeah. and that looks like a small town. And it's like, I lived here then. I don't know what town y'all are talking about, but that's not what it looked like. Uh, you know, it, it, it's got like a, they, they portray it as it's like, a you know, never traffic, never like it's, it's still a pretty fast paced city for being so small, but it never looked like, how Hollywood or is trying to say that it is, you know? Yeah. But or trying uh, to show the, what it is rather, but all the zombies in the last of us are waiting in that line for the barbecue. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> yeah. Pretty um, much. But I can, I, I see what you mean and go, I think your Instagram, uh, reflects that more. You have, uh, one of the photos that, that I really, really dig um, is uh, th- there's this one section here uh, where where it's uh, what is it, the Paramount? Uh, the, oh the, yeah, it's in between the Paramount and the the girl in front of the red neon sign. Uh, neon signs are awesome in my eyes. I'm always drawn to them. But yeah, between all of this, you have this street art that is almost looks like it's being consumed. It's at this point that Zencaster actually crashed on us, and part of that description was lost. But essentially, I'm describing a mural, uh, some street art that was referencing the conversation. So I am going to continue right from where that left off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That photo specifically, that one was a, uh, a project they were doing under the, um, under the South Lamar bridge here. And that's, um, that's the painter and her assistant that were, uh, helping her and they're kind of taking a break. Um, kind of just admiring seeing how it looks from far. Um, but yeah, I, I could see some progress there. That's actually an old, um, an old underpass that's, uh, been around for, a good while that's not too new but i could see where uh it could maybe convey convey that as well uh the uh the idea of progress uh pr- yeah progress in austin uh so let's oh, turn okay. the clocks back um we have uh, you as a as a as a portrait photographer today but Let's go back a uh, number of years. Where did the love of photography first start? Is this something that gradually grew? Was there a spark of inspiration? What drove you to photography? And, and uh, what was that first moment for you? Um, I mean, I always enjoyed like taking photos. I, I never really, I guess, thought about it until... Um, in high school, we had uh, some like video movie making kind of classes, um, and that was where 
you know, they we had access to cameras. I kind of played around with it. Didn't really learn the settings as much as like maybe I kind of learned like the basics of like composition stuff like that. Um, but then when once I kind of realized that the people in that class weren't really too too into um, doing anything, they they, they were pre- they preferred more or they enjoyed that class because it was more of like a, an elective and you kind of could just screw around and make uh, stuff. So we were kind of making yeah. YouTube videos, basically little like YouTube skits. Um, that, and it was fun. I, I, um, that was probably who, uh, 2005, I want to say. God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was, a. I want to say it was a June, junior in high school. Yeah. is when I started taking those classes and, uh, you know, I really had a, a drive for it, but I don't think the teacher really cared that I was trying to make more comedy skits than, you know, try to be more creative with, uh, filmmaking than, uh, but you know, I, I think I did that because it was easy to, um, get the people around me that weren't super interested in, you know, filmmaking, uh, to, to play along than, than uh, it would if I was like, Hey, act like you're act serious in this scene or whatever, you know? Um, but then, you know, as, as I, after I graduated, I kind of uh, picked up film cameras from Goodwill and that was before the whole f- film hype now. Um, and then I eventually got my first like digital, like DSLR, I want to say 2014. Uh, so it's kind of just been like a slow uh, build up in, since then. You know, I, I didn't really think it was going to be a career initially. And then eventually I just was like, oh, hey, I'm making money through this and enjoying what I'm doing and uh, just been doing it ever since. What was your first, uh, what was that 2014 camera? Uh, that was a, what was that? That was a seven a Canon 70D. And that was really the just because it was yes. at Best Buy, yeah, one of those more accessible ones. They're like, I was like, that looks like a fine camera. I'll I'll grab that, and it's not too expensive, um, you know. And then I actually used it, and I was like, I got to get something better. I picked up a Sony A7, and then that I got to the point where it's like, that's this is like way out of date. I need to just get something. Like no matter what I get, it'll be better than this at this point. Uh, and that's when I got the X-T3. Um, I want to say that was 2018 or 19. Yeah. And um, what drove you to Fuji? Uh, so I had the um, I had the X-100, uh, was it T, I think, at that uh, like before. Yep. And um, I don't know. I really like the colors. I, I just wanted something more compact, honestly. I think... Um, I initially wanted to get into Sony because it had the, you know, the small form factor of the actual camera was, was tiny, but it having a giant sensor kind of counter- counteracted the whole reason I even got into mirrorless in the first place. Yeah. So, um, you know, I did, I've been with Sony ever since. I mean, not Sony. I've been with Fuji. Uh, ever since. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, I didn't want you on here. But no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like the compromises that people 
complain about haven't been an issue for me. So I don't, I'm not like, you know, I, I'm not like a person who needs, well, uh, I say this and I have a GFX camera sitting right next to me, but I don't need um, <laughs> a giant sensor uh, to like blow out the background. If You know, I'd rather uh, make that good composition where you can see stuff and rather than just, you know, a super blown out bokeh where you can just kind of take a portrait of anybody wherever. Yeah. Um, and that's something like I'm seeing like YouTubers or uh, TikTokers, whatever. They'll be like, I'm a street photographer. And then they take a portrait and it's like, oh, well, that would have been kind of cool if you can kind of tell what building is behind them. Um, I, I can tell like if they're here specifically, but if I'm somewhere else, I'm like, that building looks interesting. Like, what is that though? Because it's like just blurred out. And it, not, not to say they're not good photos or they're still great, but they're like, I, I could see where taking a little more time with composition would have been a little more beneficial. There's a time for bokeh. And then there's, there's just <laughs> such a thing as too much bokeh when it's. Yeah. When, when headshots, sure. <laughs> water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get like when, when you first get into photography, that's something that, uh, really stands out versus like a phone camera. Um, but I feel like the more, the better you get at it, the less, uh, the less you are at that 1.8, 1.4, 1.2, uh, aperture. Not that I don't, um, use it, but I feel like it's not necessary for everything like that. That was something like what I, I really um looking for when i first started i feel like a lot of people f- look for when they first start photography yeah uh, um, with uh so with, with with uh you coming into into your own with photography what were some of your first gigs um uh, let me see i've done like I think my earliest ones were always like family stuff. I think uh, I, that's not really something I'd like to do, but uh, something I can kind of like throw. I don't know. I, I'll throw, throw some ideas out there to try to make it like a little more different or feel different. Like um, there was uh, some family portraits I took on um, I probably on my Instagram actually uh, of um he's a rapper photographer artist out here uh, named curbside Jones. And I took some family photos of his and I feel like those like are some of my favorite photos I've ever taken. Um, If you ever scroll back, it's like uh, it's them standing in front of a, like an olive backdrop. And I don't know if it's so simple and I'm like, I love how, how good those photos came out, whether I don't know, it was the edit, the light, all that stuff just came out. If, if I can have a session like that every time, I would be like 100% into family portraits or, uh, you know, engagement stuff. But it's not – yeah. People, people like very uh, trendy kind of stuff when it comes to that. So uh, I think that's what – that's a thing that kind of turns me off onto that. Um. I gotta Actually, ask, and th- this is going to really, really show my ignorance. Uh, but I find that 
street photography is a very unique beast because not everybody earns their income the same way. And street photography is always one of those variables is like, how does, how does you, Jay, earn a living from uh, the, the, the photography work that you do? Is it mostly uh, paid commissions or is it, uh, is it client clients reaching out to you to have their portraits done? Yeah, I think, well, actually I'd say most of my money might actually come from like event photography. Um, that's something I don't really share too much. I, I do like the photos I take, but I feel like I don't, um, I don't know where that fits in with like, actually like social media specifically is why I don't, I think like, I feel like it's too much of a difference to share where to like put that in between, you know, a portrait of someone. And then here's like an event where some people are just holding drinks or whatever. Um, no, I, I do enjoy the, I'm, I've coming around to like concert photography and, uh, event photography. I initially was like not super into it. Um, but I even added like a, a page on my website of just like music that I'm, I've like enjoyed taking photos at or concerts rather. Um, the concert photos that you you're sharing are really good. They're, you should have done. I, I feel like they're extensions of your, j- just your like street photography, street portraiture. Um, it is, you're able to bring out the same kind of personality in that. And so much as that when I look at your photos, I see that the portrait isn't just a regular portrait. You're usually, and I don't know what your process is. Uh, maybe you could share that, but like you're, you're having them, do something you ha- and whatever that is, whether they're looking at the camera a certain way or, or not looking at the camera a certain way, they're, they're mm-hmm. presenting themselves that really reflects them. Like you have one person you're, you're photographing the, this person looking in a mirror and there's blue lights everywhere. And you're mm-hmm. kind of doing the over the shoulder photo of this person looking at themselves and, and it's, it's it's such a striking photo, uh, and a striking portraiture. Uh, whereas <laughs> um, uh, another, you, you know, it's a simple, um, a simple shot of a girl uh, leaning against uh, some uh, a, a pile of pallets. Uh, very colorful skirt. Uh, very uh, a white. Uh, top, uh, you know, very pretty woman, but mm-hmm. just in this rough setting that is such a juxtaposition, and the way she she's looking at you reflects, I guess, her surrounding. I mean, there's just so much character to these photos. It's not just uh the them looking into the camera so, uh, so right. how do you make these people uh react or, or or give you the reaction that you want um i think i think a lot of that um i'm just kind of like do what feels comfortable what uh 
you what makes you feel good and then uh you know like if someone's taking a photo of you do what makes you feel like you feel how uh do something that makes you feel like you look attractive i guess is the word um or do something that makes you look uh photogenic i guess and then we can adjust from there i think um you know i'm doing a lot of like kind of look off to the side a lot just because i want people's kind of um side profile in a lot of photos um but i think a lot of that also comes from like uh you get a bit of trust when you talk to people when you shoot with people a certain amount of times or whatever i think people kind of trust that you'll get a good photo of them. You won't choose like a bad, uh, you know, I've seen photographers do like really good photos, but the, like the face that they're making looks a little strange. Um, but I think I've, I've even said like, sometimes I should probably like start a podcast with the, with like when I go on shoots, just kind of record the conversation. Cause sometimes it is like an interview. It's, uh, you know, getting to know some people better um, every time you go, uh, especially for like the, f- the fun shoots. Um, if it's work, it's maybe a little different, not as much conversation, but you want people to know that you're, you got them, you know, you're not going to make them look bad. You're not going to, um, you're not, you, you're not going to make them look or feel uncomfortable in the photos. So that's a great idea. Yeah, do just a kinda, podcast for the shoot. Yeah, I, I've seen like where they, I've seen vid- videos where they're, um, you know, interviewing a photographer, like a street photographer, as they're you know just roaming around. But like, how can I mic up the person I'm taking a photo of and try to get people to listen to that? Because like sometimes it is not very interesting. It's just me, just like, hey, like, how have you been? Blah blah blah. There is. How- <laughs> there is a very um, method to everyone's madness to to get that. To, to you're basically mining for, and I, I don't know if this is true true in your your mind, but like when you're working with somebody for for portraiture, and you want to bring out that genuine quality, that mm. that there is this talk that you do that on one hand it's cordial but on the other hand it it is almost like a a, a receptor trying to glean anything that would be interesting and like the moment something interesting pops up in that conversation you 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 grab it and, and work with it and uh try to make that the 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 thing that elicits some uh some sort of behavior that would ultimately become really photogenic and right yeah i think um to bring up the you were saying uh, joe rogan earlier i that's something that like i've heard him say where um you know you have the conversation where you're not uh, expecting anything that they'll eventually kind of get into like what they want to talk about, what, uh, um, and that's where like it, it becomes interesting rather like you're not digging specifically for answers. You're just, you know, you're talking to people like 
like you care and you want to be around when uh around them you know like you appreciate them for what they are and they'll reciprocate that and show you also through photos that they're enjoyed working with you you know um yeah and also- like i really wish we had a good example of this right now um uh, <laughs> <laughs> wink wink <laughs> yeah. um but uh i just lost my train of thought um i'm sorry <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think I, I, something just popped up on my screen i'm like what was it again that i was gonna say um i'm sure it'll come back to me uh, um, but yeah, that, that's something. Oh, okay. I remember. Um, like I understand what it's like to like someone be uncomfortable or someone kind of have like an uncomfortable vibe around you. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want that to be, um, I don't want people to think th- that about me. So I need to be mindful of how I am and, uh, make people comfortable because, if that's not the case, they're not going to want to be, uh, they're not going to want to be in front of the camera and that's going to, or that's going to show for sure. Uh, like for instance, yesterday I had, uh, I had, I was shooting with someone and, uh, some guy kind of came by and was, you know, kind of gawking and that kind of made the whole shoot a little awkward. And I was like, I don't know. We still got some really good stuff, but I was like, this just feels weird because he had to be strange about it you know um i, I might yeah. not repeat exactly what he said but yeah i was still like like come on like why do you got like you see that we're just here minding our own business why do you have to come up and do that you know uh but you know you, you still got to kind of like comfort the person after that it's like if you don't want to shoot i get it but like luckily she kind of went in on him so I was, I was like okay you got it I'm not, I'm not too worried about you feeling, uh, like he, he got on your bad side or anything. She seemed pretty comfortable after, um, yeah. but that, that's like one instance where like, if it's a certain person, they might not, they might not be able to, uh, react the same way that she did where she, you know, she kind of yelled at them was like, like, get out of here. What's wrong with you? Like some people might be like, yeah, uh, that, didn't like i'm not feeling in the mood or something like that and that's fine too like i'm always open to um shoots where we're not getting anything at all (laughs) you know if uh if um we go out and get nothing especially the first time i meet people um then that's fine like you know as long as i got to know you a little better the next time we can, we can get back and figure out what we need to do to make this better. Yes. If that makes sense. It's it's at, at like, as long as you made that connection and right. when you make that connection, the next time is just, just exponentially better. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, especially with other creatives, I like shooting a lot of like, um, artists, musicians, stuff like that. So I want to keep that relationship with them because you never know who might put in a good word for you. Um, if they're like, yeah, we need some photos of you. Here's a, can you, do you know anybody? And I just want to be on people's mind. If, if they're thinking like someone who takes good photos and makes me feel comfortable, I want to be that person. And, 
somehow not <laughs> not be like um bugging people about being like hey if you need me remember me you know you, i need to remember people i need people to remember me just by how they felt being around me and how comfortable they were if that yeah if that makes sense i think it makes sense but you know without being yeah it, too it's, pushy it, about it i guess that re- that rapport especially for the kind of collaborative work that you're doing with uh and again you're working with not just models but you're working with people who are just like off the street um mm-hmm. you know how much of that is like a collaborative work when you are in the middle of a portraiture uh, and you're within this conversation trying to get ideas how, how much of that is uh your like your ideas and how much of that is uh, the models? Like, are, do you feel that it's um, kind of like 50, 50 on average or, or like w- w- what is your experience? Yeah, I'd say so. I've, I shoot with like a lot of people. Well, not a lot, but I've shot with people before where I want, uh, I basically like ask them if they'd like to shoot based on just their style. And they're not necessarily a uh, trying to model or want like, trying to be in front of the camera per se. Um, But I've noticed that they have like a unique style and I think it would be good in like this situation. Um, I kind of lost track of the question. Can you (laughs) give me that question again? I'm sorry. I felt like I was going somewhere. Collaborate. Like how much, how much of that collaboration comes from you? And how how much of that comes from the, the model themselves? Yeah, I would imagine okay, yeah, yeah. it would be uh, the the number will always fu- fluctuate depending on the person, right. but like you know, right? Yeah, average. yeah. So, um, so like I said, that, I remember where I was going with this. Uh, so, if I have um, a person who I know who has a unique style, I know that they can. I, I I know I can see how they would convey this specific portrait uh, in their own way, you know. Um, so I know I'm I know how to get it, but I can't do it without their uh, unique style or their unique, um, you know, their unique look in general. I, I guess is the what I'm is what what I'm looking for. Just the look and uh, style, because I don't want to be like, hey, you're. I know you wear all pink all the time. Can you put on like this leather uh, outfit or whatever and make you know, look this other way. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking of specific styles and who wears them. So I can put, you know, uh, my style with theirs and we can make that one look work together, you know? Yeah. Um, have you ever had a time where, uh, you envisioned a style that, you thought would work, but, but didn't and changed your perspective on something like, like, um, I, I definitely have, um, Oh I, yeah, I definitely have, but, um, they, so I've, I've shown up to shoots and been like, yeah, this isn't exactly how I was hoping. And then we end up finding something else just by kind of roaming around a little bit. I'm, I'm always, 
I always enjoy the people that like um, allow me to kind of feel out different other different um, ideas. That's why I like mood boards. I'm I'm into, but I also just want to find something unique to that moment. Um, yeah, you know, people people will be like, "Do you have like inspiration or whatever?" Um, which I usually ask for with clients who need a specific idea that they want. But if I, uh, if I have to send a mood board, I kind of just be like, yeah, uh, I'll find something maybe similar to their clothing or the location I'm going to be in. And then I'll be like, okay, let's try this. And then if they're down to kind of walk a block or two, we can find something. And that a lot of the times actually is better. Like, cause you're already comfortable after that, you know, you're not going for that specific look. Um, and sometimes I even revisit like that first location with another person if it didn't work out. Um, just okay. I, I think, uh, that's the best thing about digital. You know, you can make mistakes, you can make stuff where you aren't in love with, and you can make, um, you can make something happen where you are like, wow, I love how this looked way more than, uh, the initial idea that we came down here for. Uh, I don't think there's been too many where I'm like, yeah, all these were terrible or anything like that. Um, I've definitely been like a little discouraged, maybe like by studio stuff. Yeah. Uh, especially when I didn't know how to use light specific way or something. And I get home like, man, I could have done this better or this, but uh, it's all a learning process. I, th- I think if you keep putting yourself in those situations, you can figure out a way to, to compensate for it. Um Totally. You know, I, I've sh- yeah, I've, I've definitely shown up to like, uh, there's a band I shoot with, uh, the tiaras. Um, I've shown up to one where they kind of had, they were doing a release for a song and they kind of told me like the idea, but they didn't show me the outfits. Um, I think it was like, yeah, it was like a release for a song, but I was like, okay, well let's kind of see what we can do with these lights. I turned on just one of my flashes had, uh, they had a spotlight because we were in like the studio that they record in and do other stuff in. Um, so I was like, let's just shine that light back behind you. And that way it's not just a solid background or, you know, there's, there's ways to, um, I think actually both shoots I did with them in that studio, we kind of uh, made some compromises to figure some stuff out uh, at, that were maybe a little bit off of what they sent me uh, with their ideas. Uh, with like their mood board that they sent me and we figured something else out <laughs> in another way, but I always have those lights if you're in studios. And I, I, I gotta ask um, with, with uh, but before we run out of time, um, you are a Fujifilm X creator. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think they, I, I think on the website it just says creator. I think the X you might you might be right actually. Um, well, I think how, it, is, um, how is that? Um, uh, what does that mean to you personally? Uh, how has that X creator title? You know how how is that uh, driven you personally with with your photography? Uh, like like the, the, I, I'm curious to see what kind of connections you made. Uh, what kind of influence that uh, that that has? Um, 
to you what 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 is an ex creator uh what, what does that mean to you um i think you know well, i mean for one is definitely getting a lot more eyes on my work which is you know you can always you can only hope it happens um but i think getting the community together kind of talking about uh how you can help in any any way try not to discourage anybody i think is like a big thing that like I, i've I see a lot online that I'm like, I'm like, I don't really get why I would, why what y'all are complaining about, like, you know, putting down other photographers and it's, you know, it's fine. Like people still got to learn. Um, but I think that's like something that people can come to us to if they have any questions, if they need, um, I think being familiar with all the, the hardware, the lenses, stuff like that has been something even, uh, eye-opening to me i guess because there's a lot of lenses where i'm like i don't know what this does how this focal length would be beneficial to me um but like having access to kind of like play around with that kind of stuff is definitely um it's easier to have the answers for that kind of stuff than prior when i was like oh i don't know like uh that maybe you want one title tighter lens or whatever um or Hmm. Like, what does it mean? Um, have you like? Uh, so you mentioned the community, basically. Right. Uh, have you found that you have been uh, more of a, a mentor to other like-minded photographers? Like, ha- have you made more connections with other street photographers? Uh, what kind of uh, collaborations has that instilled? uh in in your work yeah um i've definitely like you know i've I've, it's given me access to like meet more people on twitter i'd say i haven't really met too many people in person uh i think the biggest one was uh reggie uh reggie b photo he was uh he was a big uh person i followed for fujifilm and when i was first starting to move over um and I met, I met him when I went out in San Francisco. So that was, that was kind of cool. Like seeing someone who you actually are like, Oh, like how, when you, when you look in the uh, new camera systems, you're like, who is a person that is going to cover all this stuff. And he was one of the people who I watched a ton of videos. Like, okay, I really think I like this equipment and it works for what I do. Um, and I, I, I hope to kind of be that way for certain people. Uh, you know, I'm still working on it. He's definitely a person who's like got everything down to a T with how he wants to convey uh, his teaching and stuff like that. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like as good of a teacher, but if you have any questions, I can help anybody who needs it. You know, I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not holding any secrets. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, if I can help you, I can. I can try to see what I can do. Right on, man. And I, I got to say, your work is awesome. Your, your portraiture work, uh, the just the your use of colors is just fantastic. I really envy the the locations that you're shooting at because I would I would love to have some of these places in my neck of the woods, it would certainly make 
things much easier. Yeah. Where, yeah. where are you based out of again? What's that? Where are you based out of again? I'm north of Boston. We have very little neon signs. And oh, yeah. Uh, you, you look like you have some great lights in, in your area. Yeah, um, I mean, definitely. But I feel like... I feel like sometimes just trying to figure out how some of that more mundane stuff might um, be interesting. Like trying to find how that uh, can look good in photos is is also interesting too. I like going like small towns and being like, oh, this weird city hall looks uh, photogenic in a different way than uh, just taking photos of it from a distance, you know, like stuff like that. There you um, go. Looking on the positive side of my Monday town. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like honestly, I I almost love just roaming through neighborhoods than being in the city, uh, unless it's just like a you know suburb where it's just all the houses look the same. But you know, yeah. like you can find a neighborhood or something like that 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 uh, you know, whether it's a small uh, town square, <laughs> you can yep. maybe find something that that works. Um, totally. No matter where I, you are here. Uh, some of the most favorite uh, road trips I have are is when I get lost and, yeah. and find myself in uh, a town that I've never been in before. That's always a great feeling to to take that all in and hope that I get to visit there again. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, with different um, lighting situations a lot of the time, it's always different to see how or cool to see how the lighting changes a town or location. Yes. Um, man, it's awesome to have you on the show. Um, but before I let you go, uh, why don't you tell the world where they can find you on the web? Um, you can find me on Instagram, photo.j, uh, Twitter, underscore photo J. Uh, my website's uh, J Ibarra photo. And you can find any other links to, I mean, I have Facebook, but that, that mostly gets uh, reposted my, from my Instagram, but um, pretty much anything you can find me. I think I, I don't remember what like TikTok is, but I've been barely using it anyway. But if you can <laughs> interested you can find me on there. TikTok's um, I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a good tool. There's some creative things on there, but uh it's it's strange it's a, it's a different <laughs> it's a different time <laughs> for me too but uh well we'll have to save uh save that for part two uh where you get to teach me tiktok and uh <laughs> get, get me the courage to to make my account um but no i would love to have you back on the show man uh if you know, if you ever have anything you need to promote, uh, if you ever need uh, to, if you have a new batch of work or, or if you just want to talk, man, I'd love to have you back on the show and, and hopefully we'll have a connection that doesn't get interrupted. <laughs> yeah. At least I know that this, uh, this setup here works for the most part, aside from Zencast. Zencast uh, is... Yeah, the, I, I tell all my guests, Zencaster is uh, is perfect until it isn't. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Knock on wood, we'll, 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 we'll have a better connection next time. But, yeah. Jay, awesome having you on the show, man. And uh, 
you know, uh, here's to 2023. I, I really can't wait to see what you do and uh, keep up the awesome work. And uh, we'll, we'll chat next time. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope to see you back next week. I wanted to also mention one more time that this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series and GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. Subscribe today. And my name is Mark Sadowski. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Mostly Instagram, though. I'm at Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. And you can also check out my other podcast, Xmark. It's a Fujifilm-esque kind of show, where it's more spice of life and pretty infrequent. But if you want more of my voice... That's the place to check it out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.